The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The centrepiece of the day, though, is of course the Sinn Fein motion to extend the eviction ban. We now know for certain that the government will defeat that motion. They are going to have the support of some of the rural independents, so they do not need the support even of all government TDs, so they can lose Nessa Harrigan and possibly Patrick Costello a little bit later, within the next hour in fact, is when that vote is happening. And uh, the Sinn Féin motion will be defeated. The upshot is the eviction ban will be lifted on the 1st of April. We know that for sure now. And that will lead to people and families becoming homeless. That is a statement of fact, not of opinion. Even defenders of government policy, government themselves, accept that reality. And just imagine for a minute how awful that reality must be. Imagine being a family today, knowing that come the 1st of April, a notice of termination, a notice to quit your property is possibly going to pop through the letterbox. And what options have you got? Even as a family, for example, if we take it that a family needs at least two bedrooms, do you know how many two-bedroom homes are available to rent in Dublin, for example? I think it's less than 200. The cheapest I could find was €1,600. Euro. That was the cheapest, 1600 quid a month. Well, sorry, I lie. There was one for 820 quid, which I thought was remarkably good value, until I actually read the post. You'd have to move out of your own home every Friday afternoon, and then you can move back in on Sunday evening. So it's only available from Sunday evening to Friday afternoons. So you have to move house twice a week, but you could... Living that for 820 quid a month. In reality, 1600 is the absolute cheapest. The average rent is 2300 Now, that's the mortgage repayment to service a half a million quid loan from the bank. You'd have to be earning 140 grand plus for the bank to give you that money. So again, I ask the question, I don't know what these families are going to do, what options they have. I guess if they're earning over 140 grand, they might find somewhere. But everybody else is screwed. Again, I don't think that's a statement of opinion. I think that's a statement of fact. I think they are screwed. I don't think there's any other way you can look at it. And I know the government, again, and their defenders, again, would say, listen, when it comes to provision of housing, we're coming from a low base. We've got a labour shortage. We're dealing with inflation and building materials. And that is all true. All valid excuses. The problem is you can't live in an excuse. And an excuse doesn't provide shelter for you. So... You are still screwed, despite those excuses. So listen, if you are one of those people, I want to hear from you today. If you expect that uh, termination of your lease uh, to come through the letterbox from the start of April, 087-1400-106. And that is a WhatsApp number. So unlike the government's failings and housing policy, it won't cost you anything to get in touch. 087-1400-106. John Mark McCafferty is with me, the CEO of Threshold. John Mark, the, the government themselves accept the reality that there's going to be pressure on, on homeless services when the ban is lifted. So w- what preparations are you and others putting in place? It's a good question, um, Kieran. I, I guess we, we are, um, we're looking at the figures from uh, the last number of months. And, um, you know, for example, we had 700 web chats in November uh, when the uh, eviction ban took, uh, took hold. Um, and then we're looking at a, a similar figure for this month as, as people are worried about losing their home. Um, and whichever way you look at it in terms of uh, the calls to us or or indeed um, emails or, or, or other correspondence, um, either people were opening cases where where, where people um, are uh, have been told that they're going to have a tenancy termination or 
we're working with um, historic cases from, say, the the autumn when people uh, were were faced with a a notice of termination and then it's been paused because of the ban. Uh, Or indeed, um, right now, there's a lot of people who think they may be liable to a tenancy termination by their landlord. Um, And so what we need to do, and we have limited resources, Mm. is to to advise people as best we can about their their notice periods, um, contest the the, um, notices of termination if they're technically invalid, or if... um, they, they don't meet the legal criteria of, of um, a, a legitimate tenancy termination um, because what we're about is about advising people about the rights um, in the private rented sector. We're about um, preventing um, homelessness from happening in the first place. So a big part of what we do is tenancy protection and a big part of that is about representing tenants, mediating with landlords and trying to ensure that families can hold on to their rented homes. Um, and right now that is a big challenge as we move towards the end of the eviction ban. Uh, what options are available for people who come to the end of that uh, tenancy agreement? I mean, if they can't find somewhere to live, uh, is there a guarantee that some roof will be found over their head? Well, we believe there should be a guarantee that some kind of uh, roof should be found, um, emergency or otherwise, and local authorities do have an obligation to accommodate um, families and individuals who find themselves in that situation. What we try and do is obviously... Um, contest uh, any kind of problems with a, a notice of termination but we also then try and say okay um, uh, you, you have been in your tenancy for so many years therefore your um, your notice period should be so many months um, and that might give you some time to source accommodation as you've alluded to there's very very little housing available in the rented mm. sector um, and also the I guess um, there is a worry we have a concern of the capacity of local authorities right now to provide that emergency accommodation. Add to that, we're at the beginning of the tourist season, as we well know. So um, hotels that might have been able to um, house uh, house people over the the winter months uh, may not be able to do so. Um, And and we have less um, availability because of of the the rise in short lets, um, uh, short let platforms and, and a reduction in overall supply. So we have a real challenge in our hands. Local authorities have a real challenge on their hands. And we're trying to reassure and provide whatever advice we can. I mean, is it a very real possibility that we're going to have families turning up again at Garda stations and the like? Well, there's a real possibility that there will be an increase in, in families and individuals who are presenting um, as homeless um, and seeking uh, the assistance and the emergency accommodation provided by or supported or funded by local authorities. Um, the question there is, do all local authorities have the capacity to be able to to, to meet that demand from the 1st of April onwards? Um, and I guess the longer term question is about supply. And I suppose that's partly why we're, we're in this whole kind of debacle about the end of the uh, the eviction ban um, supply in the in the short term, medium term, long term with regard to the private rented sector um, and you know this eviction ban was about creating a breathing space for, for government and for local government to come mm. up with solutions. Some supply came on stream in terms of social housing and cost rental housing but clearly a lot more supply needs to come on stream in terms of social housing, cost rental housing and wider uh, ownership. Did, did, did you suspect more would be done in the six months. That's been the criticism of some, uh, the criticism from some rather of government is that there's a sense that they didn't do an awful lot in the six months. Well, I suppose it's a limited period. So there is only so much you can do for something which 
it's kind of generational in the nature and scale of the problem. Mm. Um, and the delivery of housing supply doesn't happen overnight. Um, could more have been done in relation to um, uh, protecting tenants who are in situ while a, a house is sold? Because at the core of this, um, these evictions is uh, the sale of private rented housing by landlords. Um, so probably more could have been done at local level around um, um, supporting uh, purchases with tenants in situ to local authorities or approved housing now, bodies. What's your assessment then of, of the government's safety net that they announced yesterday? And a big part of it is is kind of re-emphasising this tenants in situ scheme because there, there, there's a school of thought that says, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again and <laughs> expecting a different result. You know, the, the, some local authorities, plenty of them have been very reluctant for whatever reason uh, to, to engage with the tenant in situ scheme. Okay. Yeah, uh, did yesterday's announcement fill you with hope that that's suddenly going to change? I think if it puts um, greater momentum on local authorities to really deliver on that, then that's a positive thing. I think it does question, you know, are, can all local authorities, do all local, local authorities have the capacity to really deliver with regard to housing policy? Um, because it's such a vital piece of national infrastructure um, and a lot of our local authorities are very small. Um, and the scale of the, the challenges across private rented, social housing, um, owner occupation, they, they really are of a, of a massive scale that perhaps um, we need a lot more done, maybe at national or regional level, to make these things happen. Because there, there appears to me to be blockages in the system. I mean, mm. there are regions that don't that haven't convened things like um, meetings to do with homeless services uh, for 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 years um, at a time of a, an alleged home, homeless crisis. So, I mean, yeah, I'd have questions around. Um, is that staff shortages in local authorities, or what do you suspect it is? I think it's a number of things. I do think there there was there were big um, changes around the time of the global financial crisis um, when uh, your budgets were cut. Um, and you know, I, I question you know is is housing seen as that kind of vital infrastructure that that maybe other areas are, um, and is it seen with the kind of kudos that it really should have, both at, at the local government level and, and centrally? Because um, really, we need really good people. Uh, implementing um, programs and and and, and projects uh, across the tenures in order to to try and uh, solve or at least tackle uh, some of these mm. intractable issues. Uh, so some people, um, you know, who are very active in this space, have suggested that after the first of April, tenants shouldn't leave their home. Uh, now, overholding, they talk about that they should simply resist, given the scale of the emergency. I mean. It's, yeah. What's your official advice in that regard? Well, it's a very, very challenging situation for families right now. Um, we advise within the bounds of the law. Mm. We are, you know, we are we are tasked to advise within the bounds of the law, and and um, you know, we we advise according to the Residential Tenancies Acts. Um, uh, that said, we're really mindful of the very, very challenging situations facing individuals and families who are in the private rented sector who are faced with a notice of termination now or are worried that they will be faced with one in the future. And, um, and the spectre is very little uh, uh, you know, a f- uh, alternative accommodation. And, and that's, that is a, re- 
real issue. We are there, and I think it's really important to, to say this, Karen. You know, Threshold is there to advise people, to assist people, uh, to provide them with the advice and tailored advice on their circumstances regarding the Residential Tenancies Act, and, and we will try and save tenancies to the best of our ability. John Mark McCafferty, CEO of Threshold. John Mark, as always, thanks a million uh, for joining us in studio. Uh, one listener is after getting in touch to say, I am a small one-house landlord. Do you want an indefinite moratorium on evictions? This is the reason landlords are leaving the market. House owners who rent their houses are not responsible for providing houses for people. What you forget is the house is owned by the landlord, not the renter. Do people who own their houses have no rights? Somebody else says, we have to move out of the house that we've been renting for 12 years. The rent was just affordable for us. We have four dogs. We won't find anywhere to live. Two adults, one 14-year-old, four dogs and only one income. These are the people, uh, John Mark, I know that you really have to try and help and it's going to be difficult to help them. And that is their home, their family home. It might have been rented, but it's a family home. I mean, their 14-year-old has spent his entire life effectively. Uh, I say he, it could be a she in that house. Uh, they've been there for 12 years. I don't know what they're going to do. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.